This is David Key. At Quo, we've worked for the last 20 years with many of the world's best-known travel brands. During this unprecedented global crisis, our world of travel has changed, possibly irreversibly. This series will see us speak with many global leaders to understand how they see the future of travel. Welcome, Michael Levy, Chief Operating Officer of Citizen M and great friend, to the first in our series, The Future of Travel. This series, as, as we've said, Michael, has obviously been precipitated by all of the events that are happening right now in the world. I'm sitting um, with Catherine montien Vicienchai, the Chief Branding Officer of Quo, and together we want to ask you immediately how much is travel going to change as a function of the virus? Well, I think, uh, David, that first of all, the, uh, the impact today on travel is uh, uh, going from uh, 100 miles an hour to a, an abrupt uh, stop. So it is something that we have never experienced or witnessed before, where you basically you know, hit a roadblock in full swing. And uh, it takes everybody quite a bit of time to sort of recover from that tremendous hit. Um, if we look into history to see what happened, then I don't think there is any compare. So what we are going to witness uh, moving forward is somewhat new for all of us. There's a couple of things that we have learned, however, from the past is that um, we tend to have an extremely short memory. So uh, terrible events uh, that happened in the past uh, sort of linger behind, but we uh, forget the depth of the impact that they had back then and go back to a routine that is important to us. Uh, we will travel. Uh, travel had become extremely uh, affordable for everybody. And I think that uh, the biggest impacts that we're going to uh, anticipate now is um, who, because of the tremendous economic impact, are not going to survive. And are inevitably going to be uh, airlines. There's inevitably a large inventory of hotels. Inevitably, there will be others in the hospitality space that are so deeply impacted that there will be a new order. And uh, uh, unfortunately, um, there will be a new supply and demand. So the demand will come up again. The supply will reestablish itself, but uh, there will be a shift and it will take time. So this is not a switch off like we have seen uh, basically in, in just uh, weeks. Uh, the switch on will take much more time, but uh, I predict that there will be a time that everything is, uh, is close to back to normal uh, because, um, yeah, we have an eagerness to travel. We have an eagerness to, um, uh, yeah, travel around the world uh, and, uh, and conquer. So uh, that will come back, I believe. And, but do you really believe that the time this time will, um, will be similar to events that have happened in the last 20 years from 9-11 through to the tsunami to the financial crisis? 
it, w it will be much bigger, uh, David. I think that um, you know we will see that because of the the layoffs, because of the cuts everybody has to go through, that uh, powering back up and generating cash again to be able to expend it is going to take uh, uh, definitely uh, you know a window of a year, eighteen months, two years for us to see somewhat uh, normality again. I think that uh, time for recovery uh, is going to be longer because the structural impact economically is so deep that um, the government uh, aid that is coming to uh, companies and individuals is uh, relatively in percentage small and comes delayed and it will have an impact that the banking system will grab for its securities and that will cripple many and unfortunately will force them to close and uh, then to to re-establish sort of a uh, pattern will take much longer in my estimation you talked about supply and demand that's obviously critical because the supply even with closures the supply is going to be huge and the demand is initially going to be significantly massively less what is that going to impact on brand how much is that going to impact on brand and what does citizen m have to do and what do other brands have to do in order to pivot or change or evolve in order to to make themselves even more desirable to in the in let's say the new order um, I think that uh, true brands, um, so I'm not talking about a name and a logo, but true brands that people have a, a relationship with, people have an affection to, people are intertwined with, those true brands will be able to capture their audiences and continue the conversation. Um, Re sorry? recapture uh no continue their their relationship um so i think that the um logos and names that were recognizable for people but did not have necessarily a strong brand where people had a relationship with the brand but rather it could have been the frequent stay program or it could be another reason that they were associated with, uh, with the brand, uh, they will have a tougher time because I think that the um, uh, connect to the product was not necessarily there. There was an artificial uh, fix in order to be close to uh, the, the brand. And I feel that uh, in our hospitality industry, uh, people for years to come are going to be careful with their spend and uh, this depth of economic hurt is going to be felt way longer. So people are going to be smart with their money. People are going to be really careful with uh, what they're choosing and I think are going to be way closer to uh, their needs rather than be uh, triggered by um, a frequent state program or anything else that might give them a benefit that for them is really unreal at this point. 
Hi, Michael. So given the comments you just made about the importance of brand going forwards and after this crisis is over, what do you think that means for the OTAs? Well, I think uh, OTAs um, uh, themselves obviously know brands, but OTA is a function in our booking uh, patterns. So they are another channel and they are an extremely uh, efficient channel. So they are great consolidators. Uh, they provide a lot of overview and information. Uh, they have a booking ease and they have captured their own uh, place in, uh, let's say, the uh, patterns of booking. And so I think that that will not change because people still want to have the ease of using uh, overviews of consolidators in order to make their choices and uh, utilize them because of ease of use. But uh, amongst them, there are stronger brands and weaker brands. And I think that those that have more um, strength and more uh, depth and more cash capacity at this point will get a major advantage to uh, recapture the booking pace quicker and more efficiently than others. So, in your opinion, just to, 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 to finalize the OTA uh, question, the brand of the OTA will also remain, will also be that element of trust if the consumer is actually not really knowledgeable about and will overcome the, the, the need for the consumer to, to choose a brand that they have an emotional relationship when they're booking through the OTA? Yeah, I, I think that uh, the emotional relationship with an OTA is not necessarily there. Uh, I feel that uh, they are a shekel in the chain and a very efficient shekel, and some are way easier and, and, and less friction uh, shekel than some others. And um, people are, are uh, in need of that uh, overview, that consolidation, and uh, are getting more and more savvy to work with their computer. So the one that is the easiest, the smoothest, that has no, uh, that has, uh, no friction but a lot of stickiness, yeah, those, those are the ones that are going to win. And the ones that are complicated are uh, with friction and complication are the ones that are going to uh, lose. Will you consider elements such as humility and trust um, within your own brand or, or other brands that you're connected with or interacting with as a function of what's happening today? Um, I think uh, in, in principle the answer is yes. We would like to be uh, extremely uh, uh, compassionate and empathetic in, in this horrible time. Uh, I, I do want to caution, though, that we need to be realistic as well. Um, so we have taken an oath uh, as, as leaders of companies to take care of our uh, employees. And safety of those employees come first. And that comes also with the sacrifice of not being able to take certain business, although from a human perspective, we would like to do so. So there is always choices that need to be made. So I think that if you answer that from your heart, it is very easy. If you 
try to combine ration and your heart and your commitments that you've provided uh, in advance of this crisis, then uh, unfortunately you see that you're more limited. Um, and Michael, within your own brand, within Citizen M, I mean, obviously Citizen M was a, a forerunner and, and very much a leader in terms of social spaces, communal spaces, socialization, small room model with the bigger public space model. We've, we've, we've gone through this huge uh, movement towards communal and, and co-everything. And now we've suddenly been thrown into isolation and distancing and privacy. How do we come back to this idea of socialization within hotel spaces that has really kind of taken our industry by storm over the last few years? Yeah, I, I think that obviously today it has a tremendous impact because the social distancing is something that we all understand that is a necessity. Uh, we're humans though, and uh, humans still, uh, our fuel is, is love and emotion and laughter and, and sharing. So uh, that will not go away. So uh, hopefully when uh, the, the depth of the uh, risk of corona and the uh, uh, pandemic sort of ebbs away, uh, I think that that will reestablish itself, but there will be a change. So when we think of co-working where everybody was sort of sitting on top of each other, well, maybe people are going to take a different look at that. When you talk about um, certain uh, habits and customs that we uh, had, uh, had learned or come accustomed to are going to change. Um, we do a lot... Uh, from our homes right now by video conferencing, maybe uh, we have become accustomed to be in each other's living rooms and, and to be a little bit uh, closer. So there will be a change, but I think that uh, human nature is that we want to be together, we want to toast to life, we want to share, and that uh, fundamental is not going to change. So there will be a return but uh, I, I think that it is a very good question because there is not a going back to normal. There is going to be a new normal that has impacts of this uh, social impact and uh, maybe a little bit of the care. But uh, like I said earlier, we have uh, very short memories and soon we will be hugging, kissing and, and close to each other again like there's no tomorrow. Uh, maybe we wash our hands one or twice more than the, we did before, but also that will pass. I'm just worried about I'm going to miss the sanitizing liquid. I love that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You're not supposed to drink it, David. <laughs> so what about, Michael, what about technology? I mean, this is an obviously, again, um, has also led the way in terms of the way you've utilized technology within your hotels, whether guest-facing and behind the scenes. How important will technology be going forward in terms of automation, in terms of avoiding contact, or at least unnecessary contact, uh, whether it's contactless entry, whether it's, you know, it's uh, easy check-in procedures where guests don't have to, to interact with anyone, anyone within the hotel. How will that suddenly take on even greater importance in the future? And just on a cap on that, so is, is analog once and for all as a function of, 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 corona, of COVID-19, is analog once and for all gone forever? Well, I think that uh, technology uh, is always sort of lumped together. And uh, I always try to segregate it a little bit uh, in the hospitality world in three areas. Um, 
There's our world of commerce where uh, electronic distribution plays a major role for us. And uh, we touched a little upon that. Uh, the uh, automatic electronic booking will be there forever and everything that was manual or by uh, voice will slowly but surely go to the background. Uh, when you talk about uh, hotel systems, I think that now more than ever, people start to realize that if your systems don't have an appropriate architecture, um, there is an inability to have a better uh, knowledge of uh, your data and, and to uh, work your data. And why do we need that? Because we need to know who our customer is. And that brings me to everything that is customer facing and the interfaces towards the guest. So for us, when we talk about technology, uh, opening a door or a feature uh, is very important and it can become more important for a period of time or, or it can stay to be of importance uh, when we want to be contactless or pay contactless or there's definitely a shift. But I think that we need to be realistic that most of the time, the challenge is that we cannot use certain guest facing or, or features uh, because we're unaware enough of who our customer is and that we have the right person in front of us. And companies are going to continue to struggle with that. So the, uh, the chunk in the middle, the systems, and the ability to have your systems communicate with each other is uh, where the problem sits. And our industry, especially the hotels, uh, use the uh, property management system, the PMS, as their central connect and hub. It was never intended to be as such. And these are room-centric uh, systems, whereas everything dealing with the customer, of course, is individual customer-centric. And uh, we need to have a different architecture where middleware is allowed to connect all the data together and be able to provide us with a clean customer profile uh, that can be used in the guest facing and the, let's say uh, the uh, application of digital that we're looking for. So there, there, the, the industry is crippled with that and you will see a shift to that because there's a new need. And one, the last question, because otherwise, um, in the last couple of weeks and in the, in the weeks going forward, are you reconsidering, not so much evolution, but tweaking perception of the Citizen M brand while you have time to think about it and look at it um, or, and or as a function of the situation? Well, David, I think that um, uh, if we're in a crisis that we're in and the world is definitely going to look different and, and uh, evolve different forward, it would be silly not to take a hard look at one's brand, at the services it offers and what changes uh, potentially are needed or what opportunities present themselves to do things differently. Uh, but uh, a brand, and we started with it, and I think it's maybe an appropriate way to sort of wrap up, um, a brand is an emotional connection between uh, people. And uh, we cannot walk away from the core what we have created with Citizen M. 
and that is a genuine, honest service for a frequent business traveler that has a particular need in a niche. And I think that that's where we will stay, but we will evolve and take a look at how the needs have changed and adapt where, where it's necessary. But our commitment to uh, what we started out is being affordable luxury for the, for the frequent traveler. Yeah, that is uh, absolutely where we're going to stay. Fantastic. Michael Levy, Chief Operating Officer of Citizen M. Thank you so much for being our first guest on the Future, on Quest Future of Travel podcast. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, David. <laughs>